Boom. We are back. FPL Draft Duo. The duo, the only duo that you need for all your FPL Draft mode information. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, like, rate, subscribe. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Today we are going to do a podcast on two extremely important parts of the draft and probably two of the most enjoyable. We are going to talk through what is a waiver, how to do it and strategy as well as trades. What is a trade, how to do it and strategy. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mickey Mac Fitness. Tubble curry for all your fitness needs. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mac I can say this from personal experience. I've been on a plan with him before and got in serious shape. Best shape in my life. Beach ready before I was going to Australia. You should have seen me. <laughs> Birds were staring at me left, right and centre. Or at least I thought they were. So if you want to be like that, Mickey Mac is your man. Right. <laughs> Back to the waivers. What is a waiver? A waiver is one of the most important parts of the FPL draft mode. If we break it down, you have X amount of players in a league and each player picks 15. I think the max you can have is 16 in a league, multiplied yep. by 15. Anyways, no matter the size of the league, it's not going to take up all the players in the Premier League. So these are on a thing called the waiver. Now the waiver is there to essentially balance out teams so that someone that's winning doesn't consistently stay winning without being challenged. So it gives players that are down the bottom end of the table a chance to pick up players that weren't drafted. The waiver happens 24 hours before the deadline. Now when I say happens, that means that they're set or picked. At any time, you can put players in your waiver. You can put players in your waiver throughout the week, um, during a game week, uh, throughout the week, and set them in order, which we'll talk about. When 24 hours before the game week comes, they are automatically put into the game, the game's updated, and they are set into your team based on order of preference. Yeah, so order of preference is key. So if you are coming last in your league... We'll use 10 as an example. Yeah, if you are coming 10th in your league, you will have first preference in the waiver, and vice versa. If you're coming first, you will have 10th preference in the waiver. Now... The important thing is, if there is a player that you really want that's on the waiver, you have to rank him number one on your waiver. If you rank him number two on your waiver, and the person that's coming first has that player ranked number one, the player coming first will get that player. So that's why it's essential that your main priorities are ranked correctly. And if we use that as as an example, you can kind of think of of it like a draft pick. Yep. Like your first pick is um, who you're going to get in that draft rank. So you have a player down first in your 10th. You're automatically going to get him because no one else will challenge. Now you can still get your second and third. You could have 10, 12, 15 players down on the waiver and you can get all of them players. But if you get your player in the first round, well, it goes through all the players from nine up to one in order of their preference if that player is available. And then it comes back. And your second pick can get picked if he's not already picked up by the previous nine managers. So you can actually get five, six, seven players, as can everyone above you, as long as they're available. Now, what happens if that player is taken? We'll use the example again. Number 10. You have 
um, Mason Mount down as number one. And you get Mason Mount and you have Nkunku down as number two. These are obviously ridiculous examples. Nkunku down number two. And if none of them players are picked, um, let's say Nkunku's not picked from nine all the way up to one, well, then you'll get Nkunku. Now, if Nkunku is picked and your third preference is not picked, it will skip that and go to your third preference. So as Jaxie said, it's essential to have them in order that you want them because for some reason, you might think, ah, well, Nkunku's going to get picked up. Let's say he comes back from injury or something like that. Yeah. Nkunku's going to get picked up. But everyone else thinks that. And they don't put them down. Well, you can put them down. Yeah. And now, more than ever, there will be still a couple of players that are going to be transferred into the Premier League before game week one officially starts. So keep an eye on that because those players will be on the waiver. Yes. Very important point that the waiver is open pre-game week one. So I think the first game is actually Friday night at 7 or 8 o'clock. Yeah. The waiver will close on Thursday night, 7 or 8 o'clock, whatever it is, 24 hours beforehand. Yeah. So then players that are still in the game, that let's say you had your draft on a Monday night and you got 12th draft pick, and this is how the draft or the waiver is done before game week one. Yep. 12th pick will get first draft. Sorry, I'm just using 12 because we use 12. We'll use 10 again. 10th pick will get the first waiver pick and ninth will get the second and it will go so on so forth all the way and then back down to 10th as their for their second pick and that will follow this suit until game week two and then from then on for the rest of the season the waiver is done based on position of the league so again 10 player league if you somehow go up to ninth after game week one or two well you're going to be second pick We'll talk about more in depth about waiver strategy. But the next thing I want to talk about is the free agent. So, Nolsey mentioned waiver picks are placed on teams 24 hours before the game week is to start. In that 24 hours before the game week is to start, any player that was on the waiver mm-hmm. is now on what's called free agency. So what this means is any player on the free agency can be picked up immediately. There is no uh, ranking orders or anything like that. You can pick them up straight away. So if you see a player that you like, let's say you see Robinson that's on the the free agency, you can bring him into your team straight away, no questions asked. So it's very, very important that you... (laughs) Okay, this is what makes a good drafter and a bad drafter. You log on straight away, see what waivers you got, see who maybe someone tried to throw away for next week anyways that's beside the point see who's on the free agent yeah is there anyone that um, maybe you possibly put down as a waiver but your other preference got taken but you would have liked them as well see is there anyone that has a good fixture have a look at your team is there anyone that's injured on your team is there anyone that um, is likely to start in on the free agent because the player in their position is injured so mm. have a look at the free agent because some absolute gems can be picked up. I've often won games on the free. I've won many games on the free agent, and if I hadn't been on the free agent, I would have lost. Yeah, it's more often than not news about players comes at last minute. So that's why you need to be keep keep looking, keep looking at Twitter or wherever you get your news from, the FPL draft show. Um, but keep keep your ears open because yeah, as you mentioned, also they are gems. That, absolute that gems are, that are on the free and agent. 
it, it, it's literally like the game. You can make a transfer right up until the game starts um, resetting for that game week. Yep. So two minutes to you can get some news to who's starting and who's not starting and you can get in on the free agent. And again, most of the people that you get in on the free agent are likely to be dropped in the next week or two anyway. So it's uh, it's not going to be a massive, massive decision if you have an injured player or player that you don't fancy that game week or you want to get rid yeah. of. It's more of a punt, more than anything. You, you have a gut feeling about a player that you see and you're like, okay, I think he's going to do well this week. You bring him in, you take the risk. Um... And yeah, hopefully, hopefully it pays off. Okay, so now more in-depth understanding of the waiver now that we know what it is and the free agent. Now, one thing I wanted to say about the, the waiver without sounding complicated initially was your preference is the waiver. Your preference is what makes and breaks it because if you mess up, mess up that preference and mainly what I want to talk about, if you mess up the people you want to get rid of from, from your team, that can actually lead you to not getting players that you could have got. So, for example, we're going to use defenders because most of the time you're going to be wavering in and out defenders and possibly multiple defenders, and this is where this comes in. If you want to get rid of, for instance, three defenders on one game week, which you can do, you need to make sure that you have them down, and you can have them down multiple times. You can want to get rid of... Lewis Dunk and you can put down Lewis Dunk and you can put down five possible transfers out for Lewis Dunk. If you're middle of the league and you think that four of them might actually be picked up before you, you can put down five. Now, some mistakes I've made is that I've put down, I want to get rid of Dunk and I'm going to use Colwell as an example. I want to get rid of both of them. And for some reason I've put down Lewis Dunk traded out for Matty Cash. Colwell traded out for Matty Cash. Now, what happens when I have dunked down first? Well, he's taken from Matty Cash. And that Caldwell trade that I had down is is irrelevant because Matty Cash is gone. So you could be putting down dunk for two or three players and Caldwell for two or three players. But make sure you do that or make sure you do it in the right order because you could have got dunk for cash and Caldwell for... Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. But because you put down Caldwell and Dunk and didn't put down Robinson a second time, you could have put down Robinson and Cash for Dunk, but only Cash to trade for Caldwell, where you could have got Robinson, but because you didn't put it down, you don't get him. So make sure you put down multiple players for um, different players and also put them multiple players down for the other players that you want to ensure that you get them and to ensure that. The player that you put down initially on the waiver doesn't cancel out another waiver that you've had. When it comes to the waivers, there are different strategies you can play to get the players you want or to to win your game week each week. Some of the obvious ones that we've mentioned before would be looking at fixtures, defender fixtures. So we, we always say to have two defenders as rotation, so it's kind of your cushion there. So you can be looking at fixtures and select players for a certain game week. Other things would be recent signings, um, as we mentioned before, Querdial and Hoyland. Another thing that I like to do is keep an eye on injured players. So injured players seem to go under the radar a lot because there is question marks of when they will be back. So I tend to be a bit preemptive about these things and try bring in a player if he is like two or three weeks out. If he's a very good player, if it's the likes of Brian and Bowman now who's injured, if I see him on the waiver, I'll want 
I want him on my team. Um, a bit of a strategy. <laughs> so I will want him on my team. If I had him already, I'd be keeping him. So it's not the worst thing. If you do get off to a bad start, if you have do keep Mbwemo on your team and you don't win your first game week, it's not the end of the world. Because if you get off to a bad start, you more of a chance of getting the players you want on the waiver. With the waiver as well, what I like to look at is, <laughs> I said it before, it feels like there's more teams in the Premier League playing in Europe this season than last season. So rotational players is going to be massive. So I like to look at Champions League games, Europa, I don't watch these now, Champions League, Europa, but I look at who played. Particularly with Newcastle, Brighton, even Aston Villa. These players, they have a lot, they have a lot of assets and we don't, we don't know yet who the main starters are going to be. But if we see that Almiron hasn't played during the week and he's on the waiver, I'll want to pick him up because there's a high possibility he will play. People like that, maybe Tomoli, the new the new player, Tomoli, the new player, Joe Linton, he is a possible waiver player. If he hasn't played during the week, he could be there at the weekend. Brighton players as well. Brighton are in the Europa? Europa League. Europa League this season. Brighton have... A laundry list of players and we don't know who the, the starter starting team is going to be up top you you well back you've Joe Pedro you have uh, Evan Ferguson you don't know who's going to play but if you see Mitoma and Ciso Buenante yeah <laughs> if like the gross list March. gross March the list the list goes on but if you see if a certain player a good player doesn't play during the week high possibility he will at the weekend so he could be a good punt to bring in. As well as players that might have came on, let's say, in one game week and did very well and you think that they might start and might get in the team or the person that's in their position isn't playing that well, you might think this is this could be a great waiver. So always keeping an eye on who's playing, who's scoring, who's coming on and who's starting in especially midweek games because that gives a great indication of who will play. So like, let's say for Newcastle, like Anderson, if Anderson plays very well in game week one or two and he's on the waiver, he could could be a player that's on the waiver and you could get him in and he starts starting for Newcastle week in, week out in the Premier League, could be a fantastic waiver. What I like to do is look at other people's waivers. So let's say I try and get rid of, let's say, an Anderson, for example, uh, one week and I don't get rid of him. Well, you know that I want to get rid of him. So you could possibly trade with me or you could um, see a player that's actually been left on the waiver that you think Jesus I can pick him up next week now another key point about the waiver that we didn't mention is that you can pick up someone that week on the waiver so again if I leave off Anderson he's locked that week you cannot pick up Anderson the same game week that I leave him off so just just note that there will be a little lock symbol on him and you can get him the following week now we mentioned trades there that I might want to trade for an Anderson. If I don't want to get rid of someone on the waiver, but someone might want him from my team, or I might want someone else from someone's team, they're not totally locked. Trading is also a massive part of fantasy football in the draft mode. Now, it's not as common as the waivers. In some leagues it is, but a lot of people have, um, they build a, like a relationship and a rapport with players they have. So what trading is, is essentially swapping players. So again, I have a Salah, Jaxi has a De Bruyne, he wants De Bruyne, I want Salah, we can trade. Trading is done through transactions. 
So we click in transactions. It's the same as the waiver on our draft app. Click from the top right. There's status, pick team and transactions. Click transactions. And underneath that, you will see all the list of players and you will see the person's initials beside it. When I click JM, right? Jack the Dancer Maloney, right? When I click him, his list of players will come up and I can highlight players to swap. You will find out very simply that I can't swap a Salah for a Kane because that would give me an extra striker and him an extra midfielder, so on and so forth. So you can only strike, uh, trade the, the same number of players. So one striker for one striker or possibly numerous players. Yeah. Two midfielders for two midfielders, two midfielders and a striker for two midfielders and a striker. Um, you can't obviously increase or decrease the number of players in particular positions. Now... What I find about uh, trading, sorry, is that it's hard to get some over the line. What you want, what you want to do with trading, is to be willing to give away players, be willing to fear that they are going to do better the next game week. You are going to have to accept that trade is going to have to be relatively equal because I'm not going to accept a trade that's totally on his side and vice versa so you're going to have to accept that you are going to have faith in the two or three or one player even that you're trading with another player if you really want a player what I found in the past is you will have to give away two players for two players you will have to give away one one player that you you might value that bit higher you don't really want to give them away but you have to if you want to get the player on the other person's team Mm mm-hmm or you want to give away a very good player and a poor player for two average players, something like that. You might want to, as we said in a previous podcast, increase your depth in the field and you want to give away a good defender or vice versa, you want to increase your strikers. Key, to, key point to note about the transfers or the trades is the timeline. You have to get the trades in relatively early in the week because if we go chronologically, the trades end 48 hours before the game deadline so trades 48 hours next 24 hours 24 hours later the waivers are in and then 24 hours later after that that 24 hour period is the free agent and then the game week starts so if you don't get your trades in on um, a wednesday well then come thursday evening if it's a friday night deadline you won't be able to trade with someone and i find that if you don't get them in early it's another couple of days until the trades are open again and people want to see, okay, geez, maybe Salah actually scored two this weekend and De Bruyne didn't start and, and yeah. they don't want to do their trade. So try and get the trade in um, as early as possible if you feel like that player is going to be the one that you want. Now, there is particular settings on leagues. Some leagues, you're not allowed to trade. You can put that down that there's no trading. Other leagues, that there's unlimited trading, that if I want to trade... A Salah with a De Bruyne and he accepts it and I accept it, it's done. And then the final uh, way to trade, which we recommend, is that there's a commissioner. So I want to trade a Salah for De Bruyne and the commissioner, whoever it is for the league, once we both accept that trade, they accept it. The best thing about the commissioner is it stops people... Any dodgy business. Dodgy business, that's the way to put it. So that if I want to trade a Salah for Garnacho, that I can't do that. That the commissioner will say, this is not fair. Yeah. Now, you know, that trade, okay, it's never going to be fair. 
but it stops people getting an uneven age if they say ah come on go on you're not even playing anymore just give yeah. me whoever for whoever if someone is coming dead last in the draft they might they might have thrown the toys out of their pram at this stage and they're, they're not caring anymore but they they do have Salah on their team a fellow coming second or third who is chomping at the bit and he's ne- he's nearly there coming first he might say to that fellow coming last oh give me Salah and I'll I'll give you yeah a few pints uh, yeah I'll give you a few pints I'll give you, I'll give you 20 quid if you just transfer him for me Having a commissioner stops that from happening, mm. and it just makes the whole league much fairer. Yeah, so the, the integrity of the, the league. trades are as as fair as possible. Um, so yeah, definitely we would advise having a commissioner, and within the T12 draft leagues, it's a commissioner for for all leagues as well. Yeah, so in that setting, in the in the setup of the draft, a lot of them would be set up by now. Um, it's just uh, veto. Um, veto trades or veto. veto commissioner I think it is yeah. um, that is the setting that you pick that and whoever makes the league is the commissioner so they decide it's very simple to accept it's in status it's in the first column of the draft app you click status and all the trades that have been accepted by both parties are there and you just give the thumbs up or the thumbs down sometimes you might want to put this into a group chat and just say here boys what do you think of this if you're yeah. if you're uneven about it I might go to a vote and them two players aren't allowed to vote. Now, we had this before where we thought it was an unfair trade and the person that was, let's say, on the unfair side decided, no, I, I want this to go through. I, I really want them two players. And that's that's up to them. Yeah. If if you find it, it's unbalanced and he really wants it, um, that's that's up to the, their discretion. Um, now, he was a Liverpool fan and this is another point about trading that if you know, let's say I'm a United fan and I really want Bruno and you're an Arsenal fan you want Saka that I might be more inclined to, to, to give away Saka for Bruno whereas someone else might see it from you know a more unbiased perspective where Saka is definitely the better pick over Bruno for instance yeah oftentimes, well if if you haven't had a trade in a while you might be eager to get a trade just for the sake of doing a trade mm-hmm. but I would try and avoid avoid this because you wouldn't make a rational decision at this stage you'd just be doing something for the sake of it so make sure when you are doing the trade that you do think about it properly and you're not doing it just for the fun of doing the trade with someone or if people in the group are saying oh nobody's nobody's doing trades with me or anything like that don't feel like you're forced to do them but if you think about it they are a great asset to have for for, for winning games yeah, you, you might want to, in terms of uh, trade strategy, more specifically, you might want to target a player's run of fixtures in three or four game weeks' time. So the player has three red fixtures, three red five um, fixtures. And the person that has that player might say, OK, well, I'm getting rid of them for them three games. But after that, they might have five green fixtures. So obviously, the time to go for them is as late as possible, what happens when it gets to one game week before them five green? I'm not trading him. His trade value, your trade value of players skyrockets and plummets throughout the season. So a De Bruyne is never just a De Bruyne. A De Bruyne is, again, what value we put on him from our perspective. It's not just, well, he's 12 million or whatever he is. It changes all the time. This is the best thing about the draft that we decide how valuable they are. You decide as a manager who you want to give away and you can trade and, and, and combine players to make the value of a De Bruyne that might work out in the end. A sample trade could be Matoma for Foden. Now, this would happen when 
if Matoma is playing week in, week out, and Foden hasn't been playing very regularly, someone might get a hunch that Foden, Foden might get regular game time in weeks to come. So he might want to get rid of his playing Matoma. Because he might ha- he might think that, yeah, Foden's going to play. Foden's going to get more points for me in the next couple of weeks than Matoma will. So they, that's a sample one that would be legit. Um... But that, that, that kind of brings it into the strategy. Who wants to give away a play in Matoma? Ah, I don't want to. You know, this is what I mean by parroting with players. It's very hard. Sometimes you have to be unbiased and think, right, well, Europe's coming up. Matoma's not playing. And again, an example, Foden uh, might get in there. So you're going to have to be willing to part with players because when they're playing well, you never do. You say, well, I, uh, why would I get rid of him? He's playing well. So sometimes you have to be looking a couple of game weeks ahead and as I said be willing to let people go that you might want to keep in your team but as Jackson says don't jump the gun if a player is getting points for you week in week out don't just always look at trade value okay he's really valuable now I've done it myself in the past where I'm like I got rid of Almiron when he's playing well I'm like well he can't keep it up yeah. and he's going to be as expensive as he's ever going to be if we converted into normal FPL he could have been worth like 9 million Right mm-hmm. where he could have been a five million player. So again, that value decreases and increases based on their performance and based on our opinion. So that's an in detail, and we could go in way more detail, but we're going to leave it at that. In detail description of the waivers, free agent, and trades. All of these you should really have used or will use throughout the season to maximize your points. Some uh, some of them might go wrong, but as we said, it's one of the most enjoyable parts of the game. If you listen to our weekly podcast, we will give you advice on waivers. We'll give you advice on possible trades. So if you send in a trade, right, we will assess it. We'll put it up. We'll put it to the people. We'll see a vote, what they think. They're not always going to be right. We're not always going to be right. But it gives you a, another cushion and a bit of self, uh, a bit of security and reassurance as, well, is this a right trade? So listen up to our weekly podcast to get all the information that you need. As usual, we are going to end with a quick question. So, Jaxi, take it away. Because we're releasing two podcasts this week, you're, you're very lucky. You're going to get two questions to have a think about over the, next, uh, over the next week. So the question of this podcast is, because we're in Australia, we said we'd pick an Australian football player. And it is, what team did Everton sign Tim Cahill from? So I think it was 2004. 2004. Yeah. Signed signed from this team to play with Everton. Obviously became an Everton legend and probably one of the best Australian players of all time. Yeah. So yeah, let us know what you think. No googling. Let's test your your ball knowledge. As always, give us a an a like, follow, share, rating, all that good stuff. Draft you out. Take it ham and cheesy. Boom.